back to our podcast, Hooliganry. Today's topic is MK Ultra. Ultra. This is gonna be crazy. Crazy. <clears throat> I'm so excited. It's some real shit. It's a little intro, like in a nutshell, what it is. Yeah. And then we'll like. What are we talking about here? Yeah. So in a nutshell. Oh, I'm about to dive in. Whoa. So in a nutshell, it was a top secret CIA project where the CIA would conduct hundreds of experiments, um, and it was from 1953 to about 1973. Mm, That's a long time. Yeah. Um, They basically wanted to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs to, like, mind control, uh, like, information gathering and psychological torture. Mm. And then the details of the program only became public in 1975 because... Uh, and in, because of an inv- investigation into the CIA's illegal activities. Damn. So, so it's a mind control experiment. So it started with the Cold War, basically. Mm. So in the 50s and 60s, during the Cold War, so the U.S. were worried that the Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using like mind control to brainwash U.S. war prisoners. Mm. So the CIA director at the time, Alan Dulles, um, approved the Project M- MKUltra in 1953. So basically, they wanted to develop techniques to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. And they did experiments on over, like, 150 people. Uh, some knew they were participating, and some did not know they were participating mm. in this. Six, illegal thing number illegal. one. Yeah, there we go. Keep count. Drink every time. They I'm going to actually keep count of all the illegal things they did. <laughs> Many of these tests were happening in hospitals and universities and prisons in the U.S. and in Canada, actually, mm. between 1953 and 1964. In Canada. Maybe that's the one in Montreal, then. Oh, then, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so barely any records. There are barely any records of this based because... The agency took really shitty records and destroyed most of it when the project was stopped in 73. Of course. And there are only seven boxes of files that had been overlooked during the purge of these records. The LSD experiment started under the direction of a chemist and a poison expert, Sidney Gottlieb. Gottlieb? I don't know how to pronounce that, but we're going to go with Gottlieb. I don't know. He was like, let's harness the drug and use it for brainwashing or even psychological torture. Crazy. Wait, so was he doing the research? Like, it was his idea. He was like, miss, I have a really cool idea. (laughs) Miss, let's brainwash them. Alan Dules, who was the director, was like, yep, go ahead. Signed up. He was like, was it intended to, like, actually mess up people's brains or they just wanted to see, like, how much the drug would help with, like, changing thought patterns and stuff? So basically, what what he wanted to do was he wanted to discover how much LSD a human could take. Oh my God! Okay. And, and he wanted to know if there could be a breaking point. A breaking point. So, <laughs> is there a dose so massive that it would shatter the mind and blast away consciousness? Oh my God! Leaving a void. It definitely would. <laughs> but he wants to know: Can you fill that void with a new personality? Whoa! You know what? Solid research topic. <laughs> like, I, I would be curious too. <laughs> yeah, so there was funding for these studies at uh, a bunch of universities like Columbia, Stratford, and others. Um, but then the drug was deemed too unpredictable. 
they also tested with MDMA, mescaline, 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 heroin, mm-hmm. barbiturates, des barbituriques, oui, meth and shrooms. Wow! Imagine doing a study, just chilling, and they give you meth. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where it I'd be like, I'm a head out. Yeah. (laughs) So they had, like, willing participants, and they had, like, like I said, not so willing participants. Um, One of the willing participants was the guy who wrote uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, Mm. Ken Casey. So he volunteered to be an MKUltra participant Mm -hmm. when he was in college. He's like, sign me out. And he loved that shit so much that he started throwing LSD parties. Oh my god. That he called acid test. Interesting. Yeah, so they would just listen to music and do drugs in a room full of fluorescent paint and black light. And then just vibe. Nice. And then this was basically what influenced the hippie culture and mm. what kick-started the 1960s psychedelic scene. So it was good for some people, I guess. Um, but it was not so good for a lot more people. Yeah. So basically, there was this thing called the Operation Midnight Climax. Oh my god, that sounds crazy. Oh yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> Operation Midnight Climax was a MKUltra project where government-employed prostitutes... The birds work for the bourgeoisie. Yeah, so would lure unsuspecting men... Oh my god. ...to a CIA safe house where they did drug experiments. Bruv. <laughs> Imagine trying to buy a, a hooker and then you end up having your brain tampered with. Blasted into another dimension. Yeah. Like, what? It's like, well, wrong turn there. Basically, it started in Greenwich Village with an OSS captain and ex-federal uh, narcotics agent, George White. Mm. So Is he white? Yes. All of these men are white. <laughs> they would be. Yeah. <laughs> Our homie Goat Liam. <laughs> Said of Mr. Jorge White that he was a rock'em sock'em cop not overly carried away with playing spook. Rock'em (laughs) cock'em. Rock'em (laughs) sock'em. That's quite the phrase. (laughs) Let's frame that. Um, Yeah, George White would administer LSD or knockout drops and sometimes marijuana. To his unknowing guests that would come over using food, drinks, and cigarettes. And then he would try and get them to talk to see if they were, they were working on, like, a truth drug, you know? Oh, truth. Okay, yeah. Right? Um, didn't take him long, though, to direct his study towards illicit sex. I'm sorry, what? No, because men love that. <laughs> I wrote, in 1955... Disappointed, but not surprised. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, in 1955, he moved to San Fran, where he opened a brothel. Wow. Yeah. Innovative. He wanted wanted the spot to have a, and I quote, French whorehouse look. (laughs) (laughs) Something makes it sound so, like, quaint. so crazy. He had pictures of, like, can-can dancers and images of women in bondage and S&M oh scenarios. And as a finishing touch, he's Like, still, in the house? Yeah, in this brothel, in his French whorehouse. Yeah. Um, he had all of these, like, pictures of can-can dancers. S- and, to top it all off, he installed a two-way mirror. 
Oh. Oh, I hate that. Oh, yes. Get ready. So basically, so basically the prostitutes, which were hired by the CIA, go out in the world or whatever, pick up some guys that want to pay for some sex, bring them back to the brothel house, and then once they're there, the prostitutes would drug them. The guys that they would pick were preferably like working class or um, they had like a financial financially disadvantaged mm. background. I don't think they died. Some of them did die though, yeah. but not all of them. They're just left with like some, some permanent brain brain, brain damage, yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. I read stories of like people who were like, Yeah, my mom was in that and she's never been the same. Like imagine That's so your life is fucked. messed up because the government fucked up your brain. That's so messed. That's so messed. Like that messes up families, man. What pisses me off is, like, they just, like, think it's okay. They're, like, you can just pick someone up off the street. Yeah. So, yeah, once these guys were all drugged and shit, they would have sex with the guys while the CIA oh agents God. would sit behind the two-way mirror and drink cocktails and watch the drug take effect on the dudes. That is disturbing. That is so sick. That's rape. That is rape. Well, they paid. <laughs> but, yeah, it's rape. Well, okay, they pay, but then they got drugged. Yeah, that's right. Ew, and then they're just watching. Oh my god. Disappointed, but not surprised. I know. So, the women, like, that were hired to do this, were either paid with agency funds or with chits that they could use for, like, favors or, like, getting out of jail. And, yeah, like, in the rooms, in the brothels' rooms, they had recording devices that were disguised as electrical outlets. Anything could be tapped. That was in the 50s and 60s. So yeah, the San Fran safe house was such a success in the eyes of the MKUltra team that they decided to open more. Oh, God. They had some in Marin County, which was across the bridge from San Fran. They had some all over California. They had some in New York City. A franchise. Yeah, literally. Um... The program had very little oversight, and the agents involved have even admitted to it being, like, freewheeling and party-like. So it's just, like, nobody give a shit. Um, And George White, who started this whole fucking thing, right, uh, wrote to Gottlieb one time and wrote, and I quote, Of course I was a very minor missionary, actually a heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, and cheat, steal, deceive, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? Ooh, cringe, bro. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) That, aw. That is no bueno. No bueno, (laughs) that quote. Shit, dude. People be like that, eh? Yeah, I hate it here. I know. <laughs> He's not wrong too. Like he can do all that shit in all the highest, way. the highest. Yeah, they're like yeah, because we're rich. Yeah, it's disgusting. That was the operation brothel climax, midnight climax. Gotcha. Operation brothel. brothel. Okay, and then we have Frank Olson. So he was a scientist who worked for the CIA, and in 1953, he was at a CIA retreat. That he was lured to and was fed a LSD cocktail without him knowing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. A few days later, he fell out of a New York City hotel room. 
And they, oh, the guy that jumped out. They deemed it a suicide. He jumps out of the window, right? The cops go to the family's house. They're like, this is what happened. Your husband fell or jumped out of a window. Sorry. Came to light some years later that Olsen had been talking about leaving the CIA and had said to his wife that he had made a terrible mistake. So it was thought that obvious, it was thought that Olsen was disturbed about what he was doing at work and wanted to quit, which meant his coworkers thought he was a security risk and murdered him. Mm. <laughs> That's what the conspiracy, but probably what actually did happen, you know? He was assassinated. For real. Leading up to his death, I guess, like or kind of like the reasons why he wanted to quit, was he was directing um, experiments that involved gassing or poisoning laboratory animals. Ugh. Yeah. His son said that he would get to work in the morning and see piles of dead monkeys. Oh my god. And he said that, like, that shit messed him up and, like, he wasn't the right guy for, like, this kind of job and it really fucked with him. Yeah. Um... Though he was never a torturer himself, he had to watch and monitor a lot of them and had to sit in on torture sessions in, like, many countries. He witnessed horrific, brutal interrogations on a regular basis. Um, Detainees who were deemed expendable, suspected spies or moles or security leaks or whatever, uh, they were literally interrogated to death in experimental methods, combining drugs, hypnosis, and torture to attempt to master brainwashing techniques and memory erasing. Mm-hmm. So this guy was watching all of this, and he was, like, losing his mind over yeah. it. He's like, I can't work for the CIA like, anymore. wait. Yeah, they're like, should we be doing this? Better not. Better not. But then the CIA was like, oh, we gotta get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, going back to the... CIA retreat that he was invited to. It was organized by Gottlieb. I love how we can't say it without like a Russian accent. I know. Yeah, it was organized by him and it was like a little like Christmas thing. Like, woo! And then like the first day was like super quiet and then like the next day or something they all had like drinks or they had supper and then they went in another room for drinks and fancy people do that, I guess. And (laughs) Did you actually? (laughs) It's like you have a family room and the living room. Yeah. So yeah, everybody are having drinks. And then after a while, Gottlieb is like, do any of you feel funny? And then a few of them are like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we laced your drinks with LSD. And then they're all like, oh, shit. Because they knew what was going to happen. Mm. Olsen was stressing. And he wasn't wasn't the same when he came back home. And then like a few days later, he was murdered. Wow. Yeah, just another, I guess, honorable mention um, is this guy, Wayne Ritchie. He was a deputy U.S. marshal, and he unknowingly drank an LSD-laced beverage at a Christmas party. And while he was zooted, he tried to rob a bank at gunpoint. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bro, get a hold of yourself. Yeah, he resigned from U.S. marshal, but avoided jail. Yeah, in 1974, this was, like, after it was... Shut down and shit, because there was a guy, he found out about this whole operation in, like, the 60s or something, and shut that shit down. He was like, you're doing what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And then after he shut down the MKUltra, they had, like, a, a couple other, like, spin-off <laughs> projects of the MKUltra. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then those 
like nothing happened. The whole thing was like a failure and an embarrassment to the CIA. Yeah, no shit. And it provided inconclusive and unscientific results. And CIA's rep was hit pretty hard. And then in 1974, the New York Times journalist Seymour Hirsch published a story about the CIA, um, that, that how the CIA had been doing non-consensual drug experiments and illegal spying operations on the U.S. citizens. Um, so basically, the CIA was being sus. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Here, President Ford was like, guys, we gotta look into this shit, the fuck? So we set up the United States President Commission on CIA Activities mm. to investigate the CIA's illegally illegal activities, like the MKUltra. And obviously that sparked some interest in the U.S. of A., which led to an Idaho Democratic Senator, Frank Church, to create the Church Committee. And they did, like, a deep dive investigation mm. into, like, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA... And all other U.S. intelligence. And then there was like a kind of a CIA exposed 2.0 Snowden happened. Oh yeah, Snowden. I had a teacher in tenth grade who was he was like super woke, and he had a teacher named Snowden. And that at the time I had like no idea about right. anything ever. Yeah. And I was like, "What's on your shirt?" <laughs> Whatever. And he's like, "Google it." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> I didn't even Google it until, like, years later, and I was like, damn, I wish I knew about this earlier. Yeah, it's so nuts. Yeah. It's fucking scary, though, because, like, like, while I was researching, some of the shit that I found out that, like, not that you can do, but that some of the shit that they were doing, back to Frank Olson, like, before he worked at the CIA, he worked, like, for the military in, like, developing, like, airborne germs that they could drop on the enemies, like, during the war. Oh, yeah. He had developed a range of lethal aerosols like yeah um in handy sized containers handy so what that means is that they would be disguised as like shaving cream and insect repellents oh god oh yeah so yeah they would have weapons he was working on included like cigarette lighters which gave out an almost instant lethal gas whoa bro a lipstick that would kill you on contact with skin and a neat pocket spray for asthma sufferers that included, that induced pneumonia. If they can do that, imagine all this other That is do. what I am saying. Like, like, that is They can do fact. anything to us, bro. I know, that's what I'm fucking saying. Like, and there was a whole thing. They had stink bombs, itching and sneezing powder, and diarrhea inducers. They had a mechanical launcher that would throw foul-smelling objects 100 yards. Glass ampules that could be stepped on in a crowd to release any of these smelling powders. A fine hypodermic needle to inject drugs through the cork of a wine bottle. Whoa. And drug-coated swizzle sticks. <laughs> okay, now they're making sure that... <laughs> and they also said about the whole MKUltra thing, if there were any drugs that they were too scared to test themselves, they would send it to San Francisco and have it tested in the brothel. Damn, that's really using people as guinea pigs. I know, right? How can people do that to people? I don't know. I think about that a lot, like, when it comes to, like, serial killers. I'm like... I think that about any time anyone does anything bad to anyone. <laughs> I'm like, why, though? <laughs> you want to hear a conspiracy theory about MKUltra? I do. <laughs> okay, so apparently, or, like, they're still doing MKUltra experiments, but, like, 
on celebrities, but it's not so much experiments, it's just, like, to keep them, like, brainwashed, I guess, or, like, controlled. There's videos of celebrities that, like, in interviews or something, they'll, like, freeze or have, like... Mm, like that like, Wendy Williams thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a bunch. There's, like, Cardi B, where they look like they kind of glitch or, like, zone out or, like... Yeah. So just I've seen up. those. So I was like, oh, it's because the... And killed Their, like, mind thing is glitching. And apparently, like, they're, like, signature thing. If you're being brainwashed by them, then they, like, dye your hair platinum blonde. There's all these stories, I guess, of celebrities that, like, have mental breakdowns and then kind of go out of the spotlight for a bit and then come back with blonde hair. So they're like, oh my god, they went to get brainwashed. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. They, like, scheduled an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Tuesday, I'm getting brainwashed. No, but, like, they got, like, taken away. Oh, that's so from, fucking like, scary because, like, it totally could happen. Oh my god, yeah. Amanda Bynes, remember when she had Oh, a whole yeah. Thing? Hers was so creepy, though, that video she posted. She actually looked like her face was glitching. Like, her eyes were just like... like Damn. But now there's, like, a whole... There's, like, laws. What? Don't brainwash people? <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> Sometimes, like, there's laws, and I'm like, why did they have to put this in place in the first place? Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> that someone was like, I guess we gotta tell everyone not to do this. <laughs> I wonder if there's, like, something like this going on right now that we don't know about. I mean, oh, probably. Sure. But I want to know about it. Oh, uh, yeah, you won't, though. You know that guy that... Ken Casey? Yeah. How did he get it? How did he get the drug outside of the experiment? Like, how did LSD become a thing in the mainstream... Ken Casey was like, yo, let's have some LSD parties. Maybe he just... Stole it. Or maybe he had, like, a connect with someone in mm. the CIA. Oh, yeah, probably. Because he volunteered for it. Imagine going to a party and... The host has a connect where he gets a drug that only the CIA has. Yeah, like what? What the <laughs> fuck? What? Well, on that note, stay glad, my lads. Sayonara. Oh, okay. Peace. <laughs> yeet yeet. I right, I'ma head out. <laughs> Jim Watson just said, "Fuck the lockdown." Whoa.